Welcome back, everyone. My name is Nick, the host of the I Am Lee Sportscast. Joined with me is my fellow I Am Lee Sports staff member and co-host, AJ, where we talk about everything sports and infuse and highlight some of our intramural athletes and other guests. We are back today with two of our very own staff members at I Am Lee Sports, Britt and Lou, who are here to talk story with us and help us close out the month of March, which, as our listeners should know by now, celebrates Women's History Month. So welcome, Britt and Lou, to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having us. Yeah, super excited to be here today. All right. So for some of our listeners who are still unfamiliar with our background as staff members, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? These questions apply to both uh, Britt and Lou, of course. How long have you been with I Am Lee Sports? Who should go first? <laughs> oh, I was just going to wait go for first you, since you've been, you've been there longer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> been, okay, okay, okay. You've been okay. part longer. <laughs> okay. Um, so my name's Brittany Ann Ramos, and I actually started college um, right after high school, so about in 2016. I first went to UH West and then I went to Leeward and then now I'm currently at UH Manoa obtaining my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering with a minor in business. Hopefully I'll graduate in spring 2022, but I started working for IMLE Sports in 2017. So about four years now as an assistant official slash referee. And I'm currently returning as a staff member of this program. And right now I have been taking care of the IMLE gaming uh, part of IMLE Sports. Okay. And um, so my name is Lashika Walker, but everybody knows me as Lou. I go by Lou. I actually graduated high school in 2012 and went to the military afterwards. And then in 2018, I joined, I um, enrolled at Leeward and I graduated from there in spring 2020. And I currently attend West Oahu for my bachelor's as well. I joined I Am Leaf Sports in November of 2019 though, uh, AJ I met AJ that summer and he introduced me to the program and I officially became a part of the team in January of 2020. I came in uh, as an assistant official and eventually became staff. And I have officiated for one basketball season as of now. Oh, that's right. Because pandemic happened. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. We got to get back to officiating. That's how long it's been. Uh, well, you both have very great, you know, and interesting backgrounds. And so I want to kind of expand upon it. And what called you to be a part of the IM Lee Sports Organization? Did it have anything to do with maybe playing sports in high school or, you know, just kind of give us some uh, insight on that? Uh, well, at first, I actually refed uh, and score kept for PAL, which is the Police Activity League, for uh, mainly basketball for quite some time now. And 
while I was working there at PAL, I was working with my friend named Lauren, and he was the one that actually recruited me to ref volleyball and basketball at first. But what's funny is that like when he recruited me, that was like his last semester there. <laughs> so then like I, I ref for one day while he was there. And then like, I just like kind of stayed in the program while he, he um, graduated and everything. So I was just like, oh, well, okay. Thanks Lauren. But <laughs> I'm now I'm part of like a great program. <laughs> he found his replacement and then just. <laughs> Honestly though. <laughs> well, my story isn't quite as exciting as Brits, but um, like how I said, I met AJ in the summer of 2019. He initially introduced me to I am the IME sports program and he asked me if I was interested. And, you know, I I am a big, big fan of sports. Any any sport you could think of, I will watch. And I thought it would be such a great opportunity to come and join a great program and work with a lot of great people doing something that we all enjoy to do. And the rest is history. Awesome. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes the story doesn't have to be exciting. You know, we're so happy to have you both as a part of our team. Um, and I know... We will get into some of the things that IMLE Gaming is doing later on. So we can kind of, but just before we get into that, um, I want to ask what sport do you enjoy refereeing? I know Lou, you only had the pleasure of refereeing basketball that one semester, but for the question for, I guess, Lou would be, you know, what, what sport are you most looking forward to uh, mm -hmm. refereeing when, when we return to a normal state or a new normal i am most excited to officiate football football is hands down my favorite team sport i have such a great understanding for the game in my opinion i can't wait to, to get out to get out there and officiate <laughs> you and me both <laughs> <laughs> What sport did you enjoy refereeing before the pandemic? You know, I'd like to say basketball, right? Since I've done it so far so long. But um, <laughs> honestly, I I would say that I've really enjoyed um, refereeing volleyball and dodgeball, just because it's been it's a lot less pressure, you know, when you um when you're not in such a competitive, I mean, it can be competitive, but our more, more competitive sports that we host is football and basketball. Right. So there's a lot of pressure, a lot of, uh, you know, talking and, and whatnot when it comes to those kind of sports. So I really enjoy volleyball and dodgeball. Those have tend, uh, have been a lot more fun. All right. So let's talk. I am Lee gaming. This part of I am Lee sports AJ, Lou, Britt, you folks started pretty much from the ground up. So tell us a little bit about what it is, um, how our students can join, who is eligible to join. Give us give us the rundown on what's happening at uh, I Am Lee Gaming. So I Am Lee Gaming is a program uh, we've created to help support building relationships with other students through gaming. We actually created this program once the pandemic started. Uh, so since now a lot of students are getting their college experience from behind a screen and during this time where it was hard to communicate with other students and while I only sports had to postpone all of our physical and intramural sports, we thought we would still try to build that connection and relationship that we had um, with sports with other students through gaming. 
And I know there are students out there who probably don't play sports, but love video games. So uh, Lou, you want to add anything to, to that? I mean, you know, Britt did really well with covering what I Am Lee Gaming is about, why we created it, you know, when we created it and what we're trying to accomplish. You know, we we will have tournaments, solo tournaments, team tournaments in these video games. And just to let the students know that during this difficult time that we we're still here with them, we still want to be able to provide them with an outlet and support in ways that we know how to, to try to get them through this time and get them through this semester. I guess there's really no need for me to uh, give much more to that. That kind of pokes the belly on all different sides. So uh, yes, with all of what they said, times three. Times three, that's AJ just put his seal of approval on it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a shameless plug though. Our students can join by visiting our website at www.tinyurl.com slash league. (laughs) <laughs> that is right that there's no harm a right on i mean that's our that's yeah. our our thing that we got going on for all the students so um what prizes are students eligible to win prizes at all or is, is this you know just for fun uh yeah so students are eligible to win prizes if they're within the leeward system they are eligible to win um we have one, two tournaments a year that are strictly leeward students. These are pretty much our 1v1 tournaments. And through that, uh, you can win a gaming. We just gave away a, a keyboard, a headset, and a mouse to the winners of the, I'm, the League of Legends tournament and the Call of Duty one. And uh, throughout our normal uh, semester and our normal events and things like that, we give away, we have swag items from like... T-shirts to mouse pads to, you know, all kinds of things and uh, little bags. And then we have uh, even as far as um, our sponsorship has provided our league with $25 gift cards to Amazon and Best Buy for our prize winners. So, yeah, students have a lot of options uh, of prize winning. And if they're really involved with a lot of our programs, they can almost win everything you need for your house, air fryers bags t-shirts from us you know airpods from wherever else you know it's just uh yeah we provide as much prizes as any other organization if not more with how frequent we do things all right that's right i am lee sports your one-stop shop all you need to do is participate um so <laughs> exactly <laughs> please yeah <laughs> We became Walgreens or, or Longs, you know. <laughs> Honestly. So a couple more questions before we move on from I Am Lee Gaming uh, and discussing it. What, there were two things that AJ mentioned that I kind of want to expand upon. And the first being uh, tournaments and events. So do you have any tournaments and events that are coming up? Um, I know AJ mentioned there was a Call of Duty tournament before that you folks gave away prizes. There was League of Legends tournament. So let's, um, what do you folks have coming up? Yeah, uh, so actually today we have, uh, we're still coordinating the um, tournaments, um, but if students want to sign up for our next one and they can start signing up as soon as they, as soon as they hear this uh, episode, actually, um, our sign up forms are continuously on. And I believe uh, Britt just actually um, plugged our 
website. So they can sign up for our tournament, our next tournament on May 8th through our website, but they can also sign up to just join our Discord where we have Let's Plays uh, every other week where students can um, jump on. And it's really a no pressure type of event where we as staff members are playing on the Discord and we let students join us and play with us. Um, and even with that, participation prizes are involved as well. So um, yeah, we have a tournament coming up today. Uh, which is a little too late to sign up for. And then we have, um, oh, well, it's too late to sign up. We're considering they'll hear it on Tuesday. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we really hope to uh, see an increase in signups because of this podcast. Right. And as of right now, um, we only host League of Legends and Call of Duty. Um, we are looking to expand like the variety of the games, depending on what students want to play. But um yeah, I personally host the League of Legends content while AJ hosts the Call of Duty concepts of the of the league. Like I said before, a lot of students, you know, they might not play sports, but they're interested in video games. I know that is a common ground amongst everyone from high school to college, you know, in, in those age brackets. Um, I myself am, am, I guess, what you would call considered a old school gamer. You know, all the games I played as server. <laughs> connected for good so <laughs> yeah nintendo 64 you know um, <laughs> all that Sega. <laughs> if i come across I mean, but, nintendo 64 i'm i'm you know i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna buy it you know <laughs> now that i mean uh things are changing uh we that that line between physical sports and esports has been you know blurring out a lot so i think this was the pandemic as unfortunate it is for a lot of other people and us um it gave us an opportunity to really look at that and to really adjust and try to cover both sides of that that esports or that line you know of, of esports plus uh physical sports it was just getting our foot in the door and you know, attaching, um, trying to get in contact with those students who aren't exactly involved with uh, physical sports and have no interest in it or may have interest in it just when they're sitting on the couch playing video games. That may be as far as the interest goes. And we're just trying to reach to those people. So that's um, that's exactly why we're doing a lot of our programs and stuff like that. Yeah, I honestly uh, we've have we've tried to um, cover as much ground as possible when it comes to um, hosting these type of games, like from our competitive tournaments to even our um, other event that we, we recently released Let's Plays, where it's more like of a relaxed setting where we could all just play together and get to know one another and try to build that connection that um, we really try to enforce in I Am Lee Sports. Absolutely. The connection. I mean, that's why we're here. We do it all for the students and the students who are also the listeners. Um, we're we are here for y'all. And that's that's why we're you know, we're doing this. We want to get make sure that everyone is OK and still engaged and still doing all right. As I know, the pandemic just kind of put everything on hold and it sucks. But we're it's you know, it's like a lot of the initial commercials that rolled out after the pandemic hit, you know, we're in this together. So we still are here. And if you need us and you need a place to, you know, talk story or play games, Imly Gaming might be for you. Indeed, it might be. <laughs> yes, feel free to join. Seriously. <laughs> we don't bite, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
All righty. Well, that, that was a great first half to our podcast. And we're headed to a break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to close out Women's History Month with our fellow staff members, Britt and Lou. So stay tuned for the second half of our discussion after a few words from our sponsors. My dreams take focus. My hard work is paying off. And I'm eligible to join the Matanuska Valley Federal Credit Union since I'm going to school in Waipahu. The Waipahu Community Office is nearby. I can set up an account, establish credit, and get a loan all online. If you live, learn, work, or worship in the Waipahu area, you're eligible to join. Federally insured by the NCUA. Did you know, as a student at Leeward Community College, it's not just a place for classes, degrees, and certificates. The Student Life Office facilitates everything from intramural sports with other UH campuses and colleges to providing resources for students of all walks of life, regardless of age. With so much under one office, check us out www.leeward.hawaii.edu forward slash student life for info on how to get involved outside of just school. Now back to you, Nick. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our episode with Britt and Lou, where we will be closing out the month of March, Women's History Month, by talking to them, chatting with them, and getting some of their perspectives on things that are happening in the world today. One of the things that AJ had mentioned in the first half of the episode that I would like to build upon is the line between physical sports and esports. Now, as he mentioned earlier, I believe it's now starting to become blurred. Um, Those were some of his words. And to build upon that, would you say that esports has now become male dominated in the same way that? physical sports had become male dominated? If so, why do you think that is? So either Britt or Lou, uh, go for it and take it away. Well, I would definitely say that esports and physical sports are both male dominated right now. Uh, I believe that there are way more women gamers, including myself and Britt, than most people think that there are. I actually just finished a presentation in one of my classes and one of the one portion of the information that I gave was how the majority of society doesn't even realize how many women out there actually play video games. And I believe my analysis for that would be when video games and arcades were first created, you know, what is this, you know, 70s, 80s, um, they were mostly created for men and boys and those were mostly who played those games. You didn't really hear about women and girls playing video games back in those times. They were under more of a, you know, Barbie dolls and housewives and and things of that nature. And as time has progressed, more women and girls have become gamers, avid gamers, and more games are being created by women and for women. And I think it's also the fact that other games have become more familiarized with the fact that men and women of all ages, they play the same video games. And I think it should, I think it's become, it's getting where it needs to be. It's starting to expand and and be known. But I would definitely say that they're both still male dominated to this day and have always been. Right. So in, in a way, 
there are certain social barriers that are being broken in physical sports, right? Um, Absolutely. Sarah Fuller, I believe was her name, the kicker for Vanderbilt University. Uh, We mentioned her in an earlier podcast, I believe. She, for those of you that uh, are listening that didn't get a chance to hear that episode, long story short, she was the first Division I uh, collegiate kicker to play for a Power 5 conference, uh, the first female kicker to do so. Um, She handled kickoff duties and uh, extra points, uh, which doesn't seem like much, but in the bigger picture, it is because we're breaking that social barrier, right? And so in some ways, do you see that happening within the realm of esports as well? I do. For anyone who watches the UFC, who has been watching the UFC for some years now, you notice that there's all these women's divisions that were created for the women fighters and it's continuously expanding each year. And I think it'll be the same for esports with women in esports. I think it'll continue to gain traction and it'll continue to expand. And before you know it, there will be just as many women e-gamers out there that there are male and they will they will be really good gamers as well. Do you think that there is this generalized social stigma placed on women in the world of esports? So alluding back to your previous statement, Lou, about how you didn't really see women in arcade, you know, centers or arcade playing arcade games stuff back then. So do you think that sort of social stigma has carried over into the present day, meaning that, you know, if people find out that, you know, they're going up against a female gamer, do they kind of like downplay their abilities or do they downplay their knowledge in in a certain way? So I think with this, I think the stigma right now and probably always with women in esports has been that women don't know how to play video games that well, that they suck at it. And I also believe just the fact that it isn't as common, that it just makes it worse. But there also are misogynistic men out there when they play against a woman or with a woman and say they beat that woman or if they're playing with them and they lose, they will make comments to that woman making it like you should just stay in the kitchen or things like that. And it it adds a bad fuel to the fire that it's already put under women for being in e-gaming. And so that's probably something that will cause that social barrier to have a hard time being broken, but I do think it can happen. But yeah, there's definitely a stigma. Especially when they say stuff like, oh, like if let's say um you lose, like some guy loses to a girl, right? Oh, like your friends will make fun of you. Like, oh, you lost to a girl kind of thing. Right. You know, it'll always be... Um, women will always be like are usually seen as they are not up to par with you mm-hmm. know um the male east like males in esports and before uh i wanted to kind of track back into the male dominance in both physical and um gaming um uh did we not uh did you guys hear about the ncaa um 
March Madness. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the women's uh, the women's care packages, their uh, workout stations were n- mm-hmm. nothing compared to what the men were given. And mind you, even though it was fixed, it was everything was gifted. It wasn't from NCAA. It was from people right. who wanted to help out. Right. Right. So as you can see, like you can, it is still male dominated in physical sports as well. And mind, and mind you that esports has only uh, started making traction recently. Well, I wouldn't say recently, but it's only started to, you know, evolve in the most recent years. So that's still going to be male dominant, um, especially a physical sports that, which has started how long ago? Um, yeah, that's a long, long time now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, and I think um, to add to that, AJ, in women's professional basketball, their salary compared to the men's professional basketball is completely lopsided. Like, I don't I'm not even sure that women's professional basketball, their salaries are even considered livable for a professional athlete. It's it's outrageous, actually. Yeah. And I understand the like there's a there's a point that you, people usually make is that they don't get enough, um, mm-hmm. you know, views in, yeah. uh, in their games and whatnot but it's it's still it that all still stems from that same issue is that people don't take women serious like they're not taking right. them as serious mm-hmm. as we would take a male athlete because competitive because that's really why people watch these sports is competitiveness they're they're they are competitive they enjoy the competitive nature and the women who play these sports are just as competitive i don't know if anybody's ever watched like a basketball i watch female mark yeah. all the time because it's oh, just yeah. as intense for me. Um, and, you know, I don't have to rely on people. I, I see a lot. It's a much more enjoyment game for me because it's a lot more slowed down and it's a lot more fundamental as opposed to mm-hmm. watching a lot of these guys who've been, you know, like Swaggy P and the people guys like these, like they're great players, but they're also like nuisances. And I just hate watching people on the court who are like that. So I'm not saying there's women right. who aren't, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of the same qualities that people find in men outside of the physical traits of their sports is the same Mm -hmm. thing that happened to women and they're just as enjoyable so i think it's even a a fight within people's own mind to understand that you know women are just as capable and should be treated as such because that whole ncaa thing i remember you sent that to me Britt. i was like what like it wasn't even it wasn't even like close it was blatantly obvious that um they were being mistreated and miss, you know, it was just crazy to me. And I think it just shows even in these times where we are having a lot of social fights with um, the government and police, it still shows that there are still a lot more fights to be had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, to piggyback a little bit, AJ, I know it, like there, there has been a lot of talks about how the women of the collegiate basketball teams, the professional basketball teams, they don't get that same, I guess the same things that the men do because they don't generate that revenue, but it's like, they also don't even get the opportunity for that exposure. Like you don't see women's games on TV the same way you would the NBA or uh, any of the NCAA men's teams. So it's on, like, you can't just, like there was a debate. I've seen a couple of debates recently between men and women about, why it is or isn't unfair and it's you know it's such a I guess it's such a gray area in there because yeah they're being they're being treated unfairly 
and you but you yeah. have to generate that revenue and that falls back on the on the NCAA on the NBA the WNBA the TV stations like you have to give those people an opportunity to even get that exposure so you yeah, can't sponsorships just make these... are not right so continue the sponsorships no, are not like... going to want to uh, invest in something that's not getting exposure exactly mm-hmm. so i mean they have to you can't make the excuse that Oh, it's because they don't generate revenue. Well, they don't generate revenue because they haven't been given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And um, it's I got uh, you guys. Uh, AJ also mentioned that um, you were there was an uproar, and the fact that there was an uproar to the NCAA, um, you know, problem with the with the workout areas and whatnot is is it's kind of there is hope you know that um that people can finally see that women are being treated unfairly in physical sports and esports which we will go into a little bit later but before i mean i'm pretty sure nobody would have said anything they would they would even bat an eye you know they wouldn't even like worry about it like yeah girls don't need more than you know a couple dumbbells Mm -hmm. like some yoga mats which is in, outrageous. Hell, if right. you go back far, if you go back far enough, you'll be able to find people who think that anything more than dumbbells is too much mm-hmm. for women. Wow. Yeah. And that's re- yeah, that's it, crazy because I mean, women go through the same conditioning that men have to go through for basketball. Maybe it's not as intense, maybe it's not as long, but they still have to go through that same condition. I mean, honestly, dumbbells. Uh, I can't even agree with that because in basketball, when I played in high school, (laughs) let me tell you, we were running our butts off while the boys were just shooting around. Like, I'm not even like we were known as the we people thought we were the track team because we ran so much. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, that's that's crazy. mm -hmm. And I was going to say, going off of that, I mean, it kind of like in a way I was surprised, but I also wasn't surprised because. Um, we weren't treated as equally even in high school. You know, mm-hmm. the boys, they all got, uh, you know, um, they got warm-ups, they got all, like, shoes and all this kind of things. And I think the most we got was a T-shirt for our warm-ups. Like, while well, they got, like, pants and, like, you know, you know how it is, like, when it comes to sports. Like, they just tend to favor... Cater to the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say, when I was in high school, uh, the girls... Um, they would practice with us during conditioning, but once season got into full bloom, they, uh, they stopped, but their conditioning was pretty much the same as ours. Um, the coaches wouldn't allow like a separation because of actually, actually because of this exact topic, because they didn't want the boys to treat the girls like as if they were different or anything. So I guess it was just kind of character building as we were kids, uh, to really show that equal, you know, cause women, cause realistically the, the females are uh, working out and doing it like we would literally be doing the same weights. And I mean, I don't know if you know about girls from Campbell, but you know, girls from Campbell take weightlifting really serious. That was a super big thing back in our school. So the softball girls and basketball girls that mm-hmm. would just, they would just transition from, you know, weightlifting or their, their first, first sport and go right into basketball. And uh, yeah, a lot of them, I mean, there I know girls who are out working out most of us. And that just shows like dedication too. Like, cause even people, I always hear that too. All oh, women, you know, a lot of women are, are complaining, they'll complain, blah, 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 blah. But some of the most hardworking people I've had, not even just in sports, but even in the Navy were women. And, you know, I guess that just adds to what I was, you know, trying to, 
trying to say, you know, women shouldn't just because they're women doesn't mean that they deserve less of anything, especially even the workout equipment, just because they're women doesn't mean they need less dumbbells or smaller dumbbells or anything like that. It's the same physical activity. And you guys actually proved my point with that with clear cut evidence. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's outrageous that there are people out there that feel like women in, in physical sports should only have a couple of dumbbells. You can't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. No, you really cannot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially what they're probably used to at their um, schools. They, they, I'm sure All that right. they have facilities that, and I'm sure they do their own weightlifting there too. Right. Of course. I mean, especially if it's a school like, you know, Tennessee or UConn, I mean, storied women's basketball programs. Exactly. They've got state-of-the-art facilities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. These are big Division One schools. And so when they step out, they should have the same equipment that they're used to having, just like the men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And going back to what I think, I think both Britt and Lou mentioned this. For me, it, it hurts when I don't see the opportunity being given, right? Because that's the main thing. You have to give them the same opportunity you would any male athlete. Sorry, I stemmed so far off. The <laughs> we, we, we were talking about esports and all of a sudden we went into um, completely physical sports, but I'm glad this was a topic that um, we got to talk about because I'm, I'm happy like we all share the same views on, um, you know, this topic. Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's actually a, it makes me feel good definitely to know that between us, you know, as men and women, who, who enjoy sports that we still have those same views, like how you said, Britt, you know, obviously there are different perspectives, but we still have the, we want the same outcome, the same goal. And we think it should, we think it should happen. Exactly. Bringing it back to esports, I did some research on, I was, I was purely curious uh, before, like, are there any women in the pro scene of, you know, gaming? Mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon a team that were they were actually an all girls team and they were they were called Vevictus Vevictus <laughs> esports and they were they um they are or they were a russian built team where they had an all female league of legends team and they're from where you said uh, I'm not too sure if they're all from Russia, but I know that they are a Russian esports organization. Um, they ended up like competing in prof- professionally, and you know, people were like, "Wow, this is very interesting. We want to see what's going to happen." But I heard that they ended up going um, 0 and 28 in their uh, professional career, and mm-hmm. that has um, inevitably. Uh, kick them off the pro league. I think they were disbanded after such a, you know, a big loss. And I think they weren't seen as, um, you know, viable enough to be able to participate. Yeah. And, you know, um, it was really, I feel like it did really scare off a lot of ideas of having more women in, you know, in a pro league. And I know that there are like a select few, but in, in team games like this, I think having an all girls team that um, has definitely, 
this this story has definitely kind of scared off any ideas of having another all girls team for team team games like these. Uh, I I think it also um, I don't even think it's about their performance. I think it's about them. You know, the fact that they are an all female sports team or esports team that sets the precedence that other females may want to do exactly that. And and I think them losing is even better or even, you know, them going 0-28 is even better because at this point, they're not playing with each other to win every single time. They're only playing with each other because they enjoy playing with each other. And realistically, I go 0-28 almost all the time in all my games. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I it's for me to, for me or for me to under, try to understand somebody who, would think less of them because they do that is just it's it's unfathomable for me but because i think it's such an important thing to have you know females in those types of those spaces because you're right they're all male dominated and it gets to the point where males start to think women are like not supposed to be in these places that's how dominated they are mm-hmm. that that's wrong right. that even if you know we don't not all the guys there are gonna go 28 and 0 so all the women there don't have to be 28 and 0 players mm-hmm. so um i think it's just I think them, that was a very important thing for other girls to see. And I think you're right. It does. It will. When, when the society and the community like backlashes like that against a group of girls who are just playing with each other, um, it kind of, I mean, it can make it daunting for me. It make me want to think twice about joining if I was a a young girl who likes gaming. I honestly think it, it kind of set them up for failure because I was also reading that a lot of the players, they were mainly support players. And mind you, there, there are five roles in the team. There's top, there's mid, there's jungle, there's bot, and there's support. And a lot, I mean, I, I personally am myself a support player too, but to, um, I feel like they if they were multiple to be support players. Yeah. And I feel like if they, if those single women were to be on any other team, like with other players who main in their roles, I think they would have done just fine, you know? Right. And this really set like such a, a bad um, image on just having, you know, women in the league when I feel like there was like sign up for failure from the get go. It's, it's unfortunate that that even happened because that just adds to the stigma of women in esports and, you know, kind of relating back to what I was saying earlier, the stigma with that is most people feel like women don't know how to, like they're not good at, at gaming. And so it's just so unfortunate that that entire situation even came about because they weren't set. I don't think they were set up. They, they were set up for failure in the beginning too, just like how you guys said. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's funny how the first, when I search up, are there any women in, um, you know, League of Legends, Pro League of Legends, that's like one of the things that come up is this story. And it's like, well, that's not, you know, encouraging, really. Right. Right. <laughs> so I do. I will say one silver lining is um, for the NBA 2K League that they have where they actually draft uh, players to play on their esports teams. There have been some women who have emerged and been drafted to these teams um, as, you know, starting players. And I think that can happen with any other game that there is, that there will be more uh, professional e-gaming women who will who will come in and they'll show that, you know, we actually know how to play. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, they um, this was I think the last last season or the season before that they drafted their first female e-gamer to their one of their teams 
Nice. I didn't know that either. I didn't know there was a a, a league. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, know? they. I oh, mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty new. On. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. whole league. It's it was only it's only about three or four. It's like the third or fourth season, though. It's pretty new. But yeah, mm-hmm. they have an esports team for every um, for almost every NBA team. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. The recent two K is that what what um. It started. It started with I want to say, two K, nineteen either two K eighteen or nineteen is when it started. Still fairly recent. Yeah, yeah, and so they 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 draft new teams every year. Every new the new game will come out in um, a few months. You know, down the line after everyone's created their players and overalls have gone up and whatnot, um, you'll you'll apply for the draft. You'll apply to even be entered, and if you make it then you'll get to the draft and they'll, they actually have a draft where you'll be attending and you'll get drafted and you'll go up there and get one of the, uh, the snapback caps for the team. And, you know, there's a, they have a, an organizer, they have coaches. Like it's just, it's a, an entire league. It's. I was crazy. literally about to say, it sounds like literally like my high school yeah. like combine <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they take, they're so serious. They, they, you know, they get paid for it. They have these tournaments that have these grand prizes. I think it's, it's pretty dope. I had no idea they even did that much. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I can barely beat Hall of Fame mode on 2K11, and we're over here on 19. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last one I owned was 2K12. So, oh, man. <laughs> there's <a> point. <laughs> Dang, I was literally graduating high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> man, I keep getting blown out 82 to 6. that's not that's not supposed to happen but i definitely understand i know definitely understand to crank up difficulty you know i want the highest one that's how i usually yeah you know like i said earlier for us for me it's about i want to be able to see the opportunity and the reason why i say that is because you know, if, if, you know, down the line, let's say I have children and, and I have daughters who who want to explore various different careers, I don't want to have to have them or see them face any backlash. You know, if they want to mm-hmm. be pro gamers, let them be pro gamers. You know, I mean, if, if there's money to be made and if it's something that, you know, you're really interested in, I feel that you should be afforded that opportunity. Right. Because regardless if it's esports or physical sports, for me, sports is, you know, it should be it should not be about gender. It should not be about ethnicity or race. It should be more about people coming together to work towards one common goal. And I think that's that's what I've always believed sports to be. So what are some of your thoughts on how we can level the playing field in a sense so that we can all be more conscious and inclusive to others around us, whether that be, you know, we can stick with esports or if you folks want to go back to some of the things you said about physical sports as well. Uh, personally, well, as I've always said in regular sports, all others can do is just be as respectful as they can be, you know, just play normally as you would with any other person. And 
I know it's a lot easier to do that from behind a screen without people, you know, trying to talk to you. But like, in my opinion, like that's what I feel like I cherish the most is when people just treat you the same, you know, and that's all we can really ask for. Or that's all I can personally really ask for is just like, treat me like as you would anybody else, you know? And I know that like in the gaming world, there's, there's a lot of different types of personalities out there. Like there are people who like to be toxic to each other. And I personally don't like, (laughs) I personally don't really like to be like toxic with like one another, but you know, there's always a a place and time for things. And I feel like you should just, you know, just try your best to be as respectful as possible you know, regardless of what gender or like, you know, what race or what ethnicity you are. Right. I completely, completely agree with you, Britt. Completely agree. I mean, for myself, all I, all I want is to be treated the same way that you're going to treat, you know, the men that you may end up playing with, you know, and that's for any, any sport, that's anything that I do actually, whether it's esports or physical sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if I ask you to go easy on me, then sure, you know, then, mm-hmm. then okay. But like, don't automatically assume, oh, I have to go on easy on her because, you know, or, or like, oh, I can't lose to her because she's a girl. Like, it's automatically mm-hmm. like something is different, you know, it's right. not right. as if you're playing someone like, you know, you, you like a, like a male, you know, or like your mm-hmm. friend, like just it's, there, nothing has to be different. You know, we're, we're all, and we're it, all the same. And, and it's, it's. Now that you say that, it, it's reminded me that I've had plenty of, like, I, I play a lot of NBA 2K. You know, every year I get the new game and, and you know, I, I play and try to be the best I can. And over the last few years, I've had so many times where people who I've been playing with for months didn't know that I was a woman. They mm-hmm. never knew. And they were just like, you play so well. And I'm just thinking, I, am I not supposed to? Like, no, no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Like, what, what does that even mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it just shows, you know, that even it kind of just brings it all back, back full circle that there aren't a lot of people that know that women are gamers and there aren't a lot of people that think women are good at video games. So it's it's, you know, it's definitely something that needs to be improved upon moving forward. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Of course. I mean, I guess um, one way of looking at it is you could say treat it as if it were, you know, I I know that this term is used a lot in football. Uh, Treat it as if it was big on big, you know, take gender, take race, ethnicity out of the equation. It's about skill, you know, and if they're going to bring their A game, you got to bring your A game, bottom line. Exactly. Mhm. Mhm. And I mean especially in esports because esports it's easy to level the playing field as far as you know what game you're playing or what characters you use. You don't have to worry about maybe a difference in strength or size just because of the difference in genders. You know, we could grab the same character or whatever it is and go head to head and see who's truly the better, you know, the better out of the two or however many that there are. Mhm. It is definitely taking like the physical aspects that people like to, uh, you know, generalize around physical sports and mm-hmm. male versus female. And although mm-hmm. there are some physical aspects like, you know, um, like your reflexes or your, you know, your accuracy, it's only um, going from physical to, you know, gaming has only 
it, it has only leveled uh, the playing field, as Lou said, you know, now you only have to focus on knowing the game as well as knowing like how practicing, how accurate you have to be practicing, how, um, you know, those only those types of few physical aspects. Right. Cause you know me, I'd be five foot, whatever, five foot zero playing basketball, <laughs> you know, dang well, I'm not going to, you know, shoot against some six foot four person. Right. Like, AJ, like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> yeah. You you may not shoot on a six foot four person, Brit, but I'm pretty sure you cross me up real good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was such a great discussion. Uh, thank you so much. Britt and Lou for joining us this Saturday morning and helping us wrap up a very important month. Uh, we hope our listeners can take something that they hear on our show and apply it to their daily lives. Um, is there any concluding thoughts that you would like to share with some of our listeners before we wrap everything up for good? Um, you know, sign up, sign up for IME Gaming. You know, we're, we're always looking for new players to join our league, get in our discord and become a part of our community. So, you know, sign up if you're a gamer, for sure, sign up. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you're 0 and 28. We don't care about that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like we really just want to build that, uh, you know, the, the community and the connection. Make sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at I am Lee Sports and be sure to support our sponsors that we advertise on the show. Uh, it helps them out and it helps us out, too. We are on Spotify, so for those of you that listen to music on Spotify and have the Spotify app, please search I Am Lee Sportscast and select follow to get the latest updates on when we release our new episodes. We're finally back this week. Life happened during spring break, so we did miss a week. But uh, every Tuesday now is going to be the new uh, day for the release of podcasts over here at I Am Lee Sportscast. So yeah, I know before it was every Monday, it's now every Tuesday. So just to keep everybody on the same page. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. We appreciate your support. And as a reminder, stay active, stay healthy, and stay tuned for our next episode of the IMD Sportscast. This is your host, Nick Miller, accompanied by my fellow staff members. Signing off until next time. Mahalo, everyone. <laughs>